Bianca Show and Tell Now Show Air. Yo, yo, what is good, beautiful people of the world? I am Creator K. I hope I am finding you well. Welcome to episode 16 of the Show and Tell podcast, a bi-monthly show on every first and third Tuesday of each month where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. In this episode, I am joined by musical artist Visionaire. As you will learn early on in our conversation, V is a very unique artist in that he does not conform to the usual mold of artist identity, and because of that, his end of the recording is pitched down to preserve the concept that is Visionaire. Just wanted to let y'all know, give a little like precursor, a little heads up, because I'm always looking out for y'all in case you're like, whoa, what, what's, up, what's up with his voice? Is that really how he sounds? Well, guess what? Even if he did really sound like that, that's okay, because we don't discriminate between voices and their pitch here at Show & Tell. Like, like if my voice sounded like this the whole time, that would be okay. You got, would, would you guys still listen if I sounded like that? If I were to answer that question myself, like put myself in your guys' shoes, uh, I probably probably wouldn't because I feel like that'd get kind of annoying after a while. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Uh, so <laughs> in part one of this episode, V and I talk about what Visionaire is, what it represents, and along with a conversation about how we as a society listen to and digest music, one which provoked my own thoughts, so I hope it does the same for you. V also shared the ideas behind his debut album, Bloom, and what it's been like to promote not only the project, but the messages it contains. And as always, when I have a musical guest on the show, I love to be able to bump some of their tunes, so get your ears ready. And finally, in part two, Visionaire talks about the music video for his track Lift off the Bloom Project and how it all came together. With that said, it's time for Show and Tell. Welcome to episode 16 of the Show and Tell podcast. Today, for episode 16, I am joined by musical artist and concept creator, Visionaire. <laughs> how was that? Because yeah. you're a vocalist, so how how are, how are my vocals? It was good, man. It was good. It had it had it had all the passion it needed, bro. That's all that matters. Thank you, thank you. So if people didn't actually understand what I said, I am joined by Visionaire. So what's up, homie? How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, man. Uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Like I said, like um, I've been I've been really following uh, Let's Show and Tell because it's just such a unique platform, and uh, I hear artists that I now currently like listen to and really fuck with and just creators that I really enjoy, um, you know, through you and through like through this platform. So it's dope for me to be here, man. Yeah, thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah. You're warming my heart on this cold ass Boston <laughs> Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? No, I'm dude, it's Wednesday. It's not even Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's it's like equally oh as god. as chilly in New York. So I I totally feel yeah. you, man. There's that uh weather chatter that my show and tell listeners love to hear at the beginning of each episode. I always find a way to like talk about the weather, which is the most like corny, mundane shit. But yeah, that I, now we got that out of the way. So uh, why don't you tell people yeah. what Visionaire is, what you're trying to do, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Visionaire first and foremost is like. Um, my attempt at changing the way people uh, analyze and receive content, specifically music and like visuals. So like everybody's used to, you know, going to see somebody like, you know, the ubiquitous like Beyonce, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there are lots of amazing things that Beyonce is able to do because she is a physical person, right? Uh, but there are things that she's not able to do from like a, like as an example, like a political or social standpoint because she is a brand, right? And there are people who support and align with her brand and who she is and the things that she says and the things that she may not say 
in public or private. So with with Visionaire, without a face, it gives me the opportunity uh, to tell more stories because I'm not uh, I'm not a person. So you can't look at me and put me in a box or categorize me or fit a product with my face or with my with my height or my weight or my body type. So now it gives me the opportunity to work creatively in a capacity where I can work with whoever I want and create whatever I want, but also um, just from the standpoint of of like the political social stuff and like specifically like my music has a lot to do with uh, the black experience because I am black or African-American. Um, it gives me the opportunity to tell that story through all of the different vantage points that encompass those experiences. So like, you know, being black and gay is not just being black and gay. It's like being black and gay and light skin is one thing. Being black, gay and dark skin is another thing, you know, um, as for all races, for all people, you know, uh, regardless of color or where you come from. So that's really what Visionaire is about. Um, and just giving people an opportunity to really, really listen to music and judge it for what they hear, not for what they hear and what they see, you know? Damn. Yeah. I fuck with that. I I've heard you kind of explain that on, um, stories from the rise. Cause I listened to that recently in, in preparation for this episode. So I, I kind of heard, you know, your explanation of that, but I, also, like what you're telling me right now is a little bit different than what I had heard. So I, I, I appreciate like the it's giving me a lot of clarity kind of because I was trying to figure out, you know, it's interesting from my perspective. I'm like, OK, normally I'm used to in the first 15 episodes interviewing people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like interviewing them as artists and kind of like the outside elements that have kind of uh, gone into what makes them them what kind of messages they're trying to push through their work mm -hmm. whereas in, in in your case what you're doing is a little bit more broad than kind of just a singular entity it's kind of this omniscient uh vantage uh, uh perspective i should say and it's really interesting to kind of like it was an inter interesting challenge like planning for this is what I, i'm trying to say is uh just trying to figure out how to tackle this interview because it's it's a really unique um, you're a really unique artist. And I think Thank the you. way that you look at your art and, you know, yourself as an artist is, is, a re is really unique. Thank um, you. So, so you, you say the visionary is a concept and you kind of just ex explained what that was. And it's to whoever, what, I, I wrote it down, but I'm not finding it right now. What's the the tagline that you have in your, your like Instagram and Twitter bio yeah, it's to whoever will follow. Yeah. It's, it's different for every, uh, for every social media platform. So like for Twitter, obviously the whole point is like following people. So there it's like to whoever will follow, but on SoundCloud, it's like to whoever will listen. Um, I see, on I see. Instagram, it's to whoever will peruse, like whoever will look through my feed and look through my stories and kind of see what, what I'm talking about, who I'm talking about, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's really, um, as much as visionaire, is uh, rooted in the black experience because that's what I know. That's how I, how I grew up and how I see the world. I, I really do believe that, um, you know, components of my songwriting, components of the stories that I tell are also universal and are, um, you know, all encompassing for people who are just willing to put certain things aside and just listen to the music, listen to the words and just, catch a feeling and then say, okay, what, what is this feeling leading me to? Um, so yeah, so it's different for everyone, but it, it all kind of, um, circles like the same type of, uh, concept, like this universal idea. Got you. So what do you, what is your hope for people who are willing to listen or willing to follow, willing to peruse? What are you hoping that they get out of consuming your work and, and visionaire as a whole? Yeah. Um, 
That's such a dope question. Uh, yeah, I, I really want uh, I really want people to to find themselves in a certain way. Um, there was there was a uh, it was actually my uh, a friend of mine via the internet, um, Fax Mercury. Uh, he basically posed a question on his Instagram story and was just like, you know, what are you trying to do with your art? And I was like, you know, it was it gave me cause because I was like, yeah, I gotta I gotta think, you know. And I was just like, you know, I want to build a mirror of artwork that people can see themselves in. And I think that's the the point of visionaire is like to build the listener's reflection, um, their self-esteem, their self-worth, how they identify and, and just give people an opportunity to examine those things and really figure out if what their, if their perception of self is healthy. And if it isn't, what do you need to do to get there? What do you need to do to become a part of uh, this movement that I believe, you know, Visionaire is all about, like, just enlightenment, you know? So I think that's kind of what, what I want people to get from it. Damn. I'm just going to leave, like, a couple seconds of space to let that marinate because that was poetic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, truly, truly it was. Um, so since, I guess, I mean, I, I don't want to boil it down to you just being, quote, unquote, anonymous, but do you have any... Have you found any difficulties with trying to get your message across with kind of being this omniscient sort of anonymous character or, or artist? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's something that I originally uh, spoke to The Code about. Um, the Code is another artist that kind of does what I do. Their message is a little bit less uh, sociopolitical. Like their message is more just about art and just art being something that it doesn't matter if 500 people make one song. If you like that song, you like that song. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely tough because I think the the general consensus is that people are looking for a face, and depending on what that face looks like or what that face um, brings up in them, that will determine whether or not the music is good or bad. Um, so like blogs, of course, like you know, um, publications that want to do like interviews were like, Hey, you know, come to our studio. And I'm just like, I can't, <laughs> like, I don't right. want to. So, uh, yeah, so it, it, it does pose its, its challenges. Um, but I think, and in time, uh, you know, people will see that the advantages and the, uh, the method by which I'm, I'm choosing to tell this story, um, they far outweigh the, you know, those minor disadvantages of like, you know, people who of course in the beginning are like, uh, like this is too new for us or this is too different, you know? Right. Why do you think that is where people kind of want to see who they're listening to or see like the creator behind the creations? Why do you, why do you think that is why we're so obsessed with kind of uh, the, the human or the person behind the artwork? Yeah. I think part of it is, is historical promotional methodology of like, you know, from like the, 30s and 40s and 50s it was like you're going to see a person perform you know if it's vaudeville right. or if it's you know the chitlin circuit or if it's like you know a tour for like you know led zeppelin or like leonard skinner's like you're going to see someone or or a group of people um so it's that human connection that's that exists and then through that human connection of course you know record labels large entities you know production studios they they monetize that uh, that desire for human connection. But I think the other thing too is um, <clears throat> it's also uh, uh, I think being a creator uh, is, is like 
has been turned into a, an aspirational commodity in a way. So like, you know, when you think of somebody like, um, I think a great example is someone like Normani, right? Like Normani is like beautiful. Like she's just such a gorgeous woman and she's also extremely, extremely talented. So like, if you're a guy and you like her music, you really, you of course you may like her music cause she's really fucking talented, but you also like her cause she's very attractive and you want to see her dance and you want to see her not have clothes on and et cetera, et cetera. And if you're a woman, you want men to look at you that way, or you want her body or you want her hair. So like, yeah, I love her music. Her music makes me feel good. It makes me feel sexy, et cetera, et cetera. But I also like low key wish that I had those things, or maybe I do have those things and she augments those things. She brings those things out of me, you know? So I think it's, it's twofold in that way. And there's nothing wrong with it at all. Like, I think, uh, it is what it is, but, but there is another way. There's always another way to, to kind of think about things and analyze things and, and choose, uh, what content you're, you're ingesting, you know, like creatively. Yeah, no. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. Um, so let, let, let's move on a little bit to more of the work that you have put out recently and, and what you're working on now. So you put out a project, which was what, two months ago, three months ago? Yeah, it was in July. <clears throat> it was in July. And that was titled Bloom. You want to tell us, the beautiful listeners of Show and Tell, a little bit more about the Bloom project, what you were trying to do, the inspirations, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so Bloom is my first album that I ever released. And it basically is a story where all of the pieces are connected and it's it's uh, past, present, future. So the beginning of the album is um, the past. And from the past, I mean like from a partially historical, but also just like emotional and psychological standpoint of like people of color. And then the kind of the, the end of the album is like the future. And I'm like moving through time and talking about um, not only experiences that I personally have gone through, but just, uh, or I'm talking about things that I've gone through, but in a universal way where everybody can kind of, you know, can kind of like relate to them. And the concept for the album was like, uh, it was all about self-love and just allowing yourself to bloom. So that's why the, the project is titled Bloom. And there are songs on it that really um, uh, speak to kind of our the predicaments that not only we put ourselves in, but also that we are in because of things that our parents did or our, you know, forefathers, et cetera, et cetera, did. And it's about breaking those generational curses um, and, and allowing yourself to bloom. Yeah. That's what's up. I think before we talk a little bit further about it, I'd love to play a track or a, little, a snippet of a track rather from yeah. that, if you don't mind. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds great, man. So later on in the show, we're going to play another one because it relates to part two. But for this part, I'm going to play the one that is currently my favorite. I enjoy all of the tracks, but right now the one that I'm fucking with the most is called Tail Feather. So mm. let's run that shit. Feeling naughty, bumping naughty, what, what, for real is arsy. I got the door coming out the whip with me, real jiggy. No salt on the snacks, just spice. Look alive for you die when they throw it round. VSN pound bow with the goldy sound, we get around. We look so good, they wish they could. Let's take our time. Let this night bloom, 
So you kind of explained, you know, what your goal was for the project. Um, and this kind of relates back to what we were talking about earlier with the whole, you know, being more of a conceptual artist or a concept rather than a, a person who, who makes music. Yeah. Have you come across any difficulties in trying to not only just promote the project, but also trying to get your message message across? Uh, yeah, the, the message specifically is tough. Um, I'm, I'm actually, it's, it's kind of like the stuff that I, uh, that I think we talked about prior. I think I sent it to you in an email, but like, I, I'm, I'm, what I tried to do with, with Bloom was basically, uh, aim it. And what I mean by aim it is like create records that sonically are singles. Like if you heard it, if anybody heard any one song off of Bloom, they would say, Oh, this is fire. Like I could hear this on the radio. Like, who is this? this person or this artist. Uh, but I think sonics is one thing and then subject matter is another thing. So like the subject matter of the record sometimes either goes over people's heads or, uh, especially in the case of like playlisting, like, as you know, with Spotify, it's like, this song is like too deep. Like I'm, I I'm hearing what you're saying and it's like, it feels politicized or it feels like like really, really like overly deep, like why? Like, but the beat is really good. So it's like, right. there, I, run, I run into that problem a lot where people are like, like, what are you saying? Like, I'm hearing you say something about like Angelica versus Susie and like on Fetish. I was like, that was a big thing. Like uh, actually with Submit Hub, like I submitted Fetish. It was like the single I put out before the album. And long story short, there's a, a, a reference on there to like, just like the idea of in my life, there are, you know, the women in my life who have supported me and who have been there, the people in my life, you know, regardless of gender, have been mainly like black women. And I was just like, you know, like I really fuck with black women. Like I love black women. They've just always supported me. So that's why it's like I got a whole bunch of Susies on my side and not mm -hmm. too many Angelicas. It's just like Angelica's like the bad guy, like the antagonist right. on. So it wasn't like anything that was super serious, but like it was taken very, very seriously by like some blogs who I won't name. And that song did not get <laughs> did not get posted the way that I thought it would. Um, so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a challenge. I'm still like now like figuring out. I have a whole bunch of records I want to put out, and I actually have like quote unquote like dumbed down what I'm saying. Like I'm making records that are more quote unquote uh, commercially acceptable uh, in terms of the subject matter. So yeah. So when you say that you know blogs don't post it like you thought, are are, are they still posting about it? Um, yeah, some of them are like, uh, there's, so what, do, what do you mean when, when you're saying like, you know, when they're not necessarily posting about it, how you thought that they would. Cause, okay. Cause like, um, before bloom, I had a bunch of records, like maybe I would say maybe five or six records that I released, like honestly, like through mostly through submit hub. So like, I got a lot of love from like blogs, like fashionably early and like high clouds, like posted a lot of my, my early stuff. And then, um, those same blogs, like when I, when I started kind of really getting towards this concept of like, okay, I know what I want to say now. Like I've, the, the singles I put out originally were just, I was just trying to make different subgenres of music and just kind of test my ability as a producer. And then once I really got uh, hammered down the idea visionaire and like what I wanted to say, I started like 
crafting records like Fetish, records like Bless. And those records were getting panned. Like I was submitting them just to see what would happen. And they were like, yeah, like I'm hearing, like literally I got a, I got a message from one boy. They were like, I'm listening to the lyrics and this is like low key, like, like stereotypical and like put like pitting black women and white women against each other in a way. And I was like, that is not what I'm trying to do at all. <laughs> like not even close. Like that's not the intention. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's been there's been a lot of that. And and what I mean is like like if you look at some of my early records like um like her Aura Loud that's on SoundCloud and like Spotify and everywhere or like um or like Gaslight, like some of those records have like 60, 70,000 plays. And like now I have like a couple thousand plays because like I'm not getting to the same outlets, you know, because of a change in my message, you know. So that's what I mean. Right. I think that's kind of fucked up because like a blog can you know, deny a submission or maybe not post about it in the way that you'd like because it doesn't necessarily fit like their brand vision. But when they, when I hear you say that, oh, well, it's not, it's, this is stereotypical. I mean, that's just, I mean, yeah, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it or that's like your perception and like, you know, that's totally okay. But I think that's a fucking stupid reason not to, to promote the work because then that's purely like, I mean, does that make sense? That's like a personal view. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I think, I think that's kind of whack. Yeah, I um, the the biggest thing for me is, you know, in recognizing that is of course the I think the first thing to protect myself creative creatively is like to not internalize it. But you get to a point where, um, and especially, and I can I can definitely say this because I've had conversations with other artists who have, you know, similar issues just on a sonic level, and it's like, oh, your music doesn't like fit you know, like fit our brand. And that's, and that's one thing, like it, it transitioned from me getting those types of um, very pointed, like specific messages to like, oh, this, this just doesn't, like after I submitted fetish, it was like, I could, I could literally make a record that's exactly like what they post. And they would be like, it doesn't fit our brand. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's kind of, uh, that kind of goes into another thing I wanted to talk to you about, which was like the, what I call like the, like the major indie complex where you have these independent publications or platforms that have like major label or like overwhelmingly politically correct like uh, perspectives on what music should sound like based on their clientele or based on their brand. And like things that are more political, things that are more especially like, you know, genres like hip hop where you have artists like, like the whole J. Cole complex of like people who don't like J. Cole because he like, I don't know, is somewhat positive and like has you know, pretty interesting things to say. And it's like, but you just want to hear young thug. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah. so it's like now J Cole gets put to the side in a lot of, and of course, obviously it doesn't affect him. Like it doesn't affect his bottom line, but like he gets put to the side in a lot of conversations because he chooses to speak about certain things versus speaking about other things. So yeah, it, it is, it is fucked up in a way, but I, I think um, it's important to know who's who. And I think that's the only way that you can figure out who's who, you know? Yeah, and you know they're entitled to that. The, yeah, I mean, of course. They can do what they want, but that doesn't mean we <laughs> we have to agree with it. But yeah. um, I feel like labels just I, I don't I don't get it. Like if if it's not clear what the label is trying to push, or you know if they if they stand for something specifically, like who are they to kind of be like, well this we don't like this message isn't going to get across, or it's like hard to comprehend. I don't get that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and I think what you're saying is interesting because that was a big part of, and it still is a big part of, of my concept creatively to like aim my own creativity. So like, even with, cause like a lot of, 
you know, like from a songwriting standpoint, like a lot of the records on Bloom started out as like essays and like dissertations and like rants and just like things that I felt that I wanted to say, but I just didn't know how to say them. And then I found a way to distill them into three minutes. Like, okay, how do I take this four page thing that I wrote and like turn it into a chorus that's like 25 words, you know, that everybody will get, everybody will sing, everybody will automatically connect with. Um, and, and for me, I take songwriting very seriously, but I also recognize that songwriting is not the only thing that matters. So that's why in terms of aiming my creativity, I took a lot of the, the lessons that I had learned or that I had taught myself in terms of production and was like, okay, I'm going to craft the production of this album in a way where it incorporates that futuristic R&B sound. And like, so even people who like listen to Tattoo and may not really, really get what I'm saying immediately will say like, yo, this beat is hard. And like the second part of it is fire and it goes right into fetish. So like, um, I think it's, it's important, like both are important, but I also think that people, every single person is listening for a different reason, you know? And I think, right. uh, another thing that I recognize is music means different things to you. Like, like I can look at a record, like, uh, like Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. Like I can look at that record and say, when I was a kid, it was fascinating to me because of the the choir in the background. I just was, it was one of the first records I ever heard and really picked up on that. And now that I'm older, I recognize it for what he's actually saying and what he's talking about and what it means uh, to look at yourself in the mirror and to, and to reflect and to analyze yourself. But it's like when I was nine, what I needed at that time was to hear the beauty of vocalists singing together. And now that I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm 20, whatever, it's like, okay, now you're at, a, you're at a point in your life where you need to look at yourself and analyze and reflect on who you are and who you want to be. So I think music, it hits you differently depending on where you're at in your life too. It's like, you, you may not be in a place where like, you need to be listening to like, you know, they reminisce over you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you may be in a place where it's like, yo, like, I need to feel something. I need to feel, you know, I'm sad. I want to be happy. That's, that's like a, I mean, it's more complicated, but like from a musical standpoint, it's like, that's simple. Like you listen to a record that, that turns you up and it like makes you feel good. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like everybody's in a different place. So everybody's going to pick up on things within the same song, like very, very differently. And I think that's fine. Like that's the beauty of music. Right. You, damn, you're making me look very inward, inwardly right now <laughs> at myself, like, because I'm now thinking about how I listen to music even more so. I mean, I mean, just being in love with music and I feel like that's a love that spawned, you know, it definitely wasn't like, you know, I was 16. I loved listening to music and the CDs in the car. That, I mean, I liked listening to music then, but I feel like I've only loved music and, and been in love with music, which is to me another level for like the last i don't know four five years maybe mm. i'm like thinking now about how i listen to music and it's kind of making me i you know i'm like i'm like every other artist out there i'm very hypercritical of my own work but i'm also very hypercritical of myself so i'm kind of ashamed that like i'm not able to get the the same feeling out of music that has more of a lyrical message and is really strong in the songwriting than I used to because now I'm looking more just for those sonic vibes that kind of match the mood and personally when I'm sad like obviously I want to <laughs> I want to feel better I don't think anybody wants to be in a perpetual state of sadness but I like to listen to sad music of course um, yeah just you want things matches, to match the feeling yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> but i'm like but now i'm like damn i i wish i was able to there you know i should say there are certain artists 
and and their music where their their lyrics truly do reflect with me now um choker yeah. being one of them i'm not sure if you're familiar mm, with choker yeah, but, yeah yeah i listen to a lot um, of music bro <laughs> uh, yeah no i yeah no i i i uh i always have to ask that question partially because i'm like almost looking forward to people saying no i haven't heard of him and then because yeah. i get all excited to like put people on the choker <laughs> if, if people have listened since episode one i guarantee you they could probably pick out maybe like six or seven episodes where i've like dropped his name that much. <laughs> so he's he's like one of the artists where i'm like yeah i really like you know i i can really uh resonate with the the messages in the story or in, in his music yeah but um but now i'm like i don't know i just I, it makes i guess it just makes me feel stupid i feel like i'm unable to comprehend it like my brain isn't advanced enough like i'm not able to kind of get on that level i don't know why that is yeah um yeah it's it's like honestly man like we're we're all like we're all perpetually evolving and we're all like in different phases of life of growth you know what i'm saying so it's it may not be that you're not able to it may just be that you're you're just like spiritually emotionally psychologically in this place right now and that can change you know what i mean like i uh like as an example, like I've and and this is coming from like a person who's like I'm obviously I said before, like I'm black. So imagine like me listening to like Title Fight or Saint Vincent around like my black friends who are like, Bro, what the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> like, what right. is this? Like, but it's like, yeah. yo, the these dudes are doing poetry, like title fight when I was in college, like they're doing poetry like over like like punk rock like melodic punk rock like this is legendary shit and i connect to it so deeply like i just feel right. everything they're saying and it just makes so much sense to me or like my favorite record by saint vincent is actor because it's just like or that or that album but i'm trying to think of the name of that song now because it just escaped me uh the party right the party on actor the party is like it's just so beautifully written like it's just like you listen to it and it literally just makes you cry like instantaneously. But it's like, I wasn't getting that from, I, I, I'm not getting that from Big Sean. So like Big Sean is like when I'm in the club and I want to turn up and I want to feel good or I want to get live with my friends. Like I listen to Big Sean. So I feel like music has, music has purpose in different ways. And not to say that Big Sean doesn't have records that really speak to his life and like connect with people deeply in that way. But just for me, like that's where I was at. And now I'm in a place where like, as an example, like, Blonde, I feel like makes even more sense to me now that the seasons are changing than it did in the summer when I was listening to it in the summer, trying to like capture whatever maybe Frank Frank was was feeling or or experiencing yeah. when he made yeah. the album. You know what I'm saying? It's like everything is happening, you know, in in a timing or or in a uh, in a in in some type of chronological order that's just far beyond our ability to understand. You know? Yeah, it's like very subconscious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, I'm. Uh, I'm. I think I said this at the beginning. I'm definitely gonna say it at the end, but I want to say it again. I'm really fucking hyped that you're on the show because, like, Thanks. I'm thinking about certain things now um, that I wasn't thinking about before. So having this conversation is kind of opening my my mind up a little bit and and giving me a nice perspective. So I appreciate you. This yeah, this is man, the appreciation minute with Creator K. <laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. So um. Let's jump back into Bloom uh, briefly before we move on to part two one more time. I asked yeah. it uh, once before, but have you? W- w- did you come across any difficulties in trying to promote the project, like get it, uh, get people to recognize it just as a project, not you know the messages within it, but kind of you know pushing it to 
I guess we kind of already did talk about it a little bit with like blogs yeah. and whatnot, but what, what was kind of your process um, trying to promote the project and, and what are you doing now? Yeah, uh, I if mean, you're still trying to push it. Yeah, my process in the beginning, like I said, like it was, <laughs> it wasn't very well planned. So like I kind of I put it together. Um, I start. I had been working on like uh, album art for a couple months with uh, a friend of mine. She's a, a fine artist. Her name is Ayana Nail. So like we were working on on uh, on album art, which she like ended up oil painting the cover, which was super dope. And then um, another artist that I'm really close with via the internet. Um, Kalita Carrington like did the graphic design for it, like the the title and everything, and a lot of the other imagery that you see on my Instagram. But in any case, um, yeah, just I I kind of came up with the with the track list. I put everything together. I dropped like a picture of it, and like the people who really fuck with me, like shout out Jay Blue from uh, um, from Haven, and like you know Caption Bonsai Collective, Slider Gang, Malik Bawa, Pandy, like they like really kind of you know, and they're also on the album in a lot of different ways, but they, uh, they kind of rallied around me. Then I put the project out. And then, um, what I did to kind of like give people insight and also promote the album was this thing called bloom series. Uh, that's on my Instagram feed. Uh, that basically just talks about the songs in depth, but also pairs the songs with, um, uh, different, like awesome pictures of flowers that I took. Uh, and that was something that uh, that I came up with with Ayana and and Kalita. So we just were like, you know, because of course the first thing is like, so how are you going to promote it? You <laughs> you can't just like make a video right. of you like making beats in your cribs. I was like, damn, you're right. So then I was like, uh, you know, I love flowers. Like that's the whole point of Visionaire. Like the logo is a lotus. The lotus represents rebirth and like enlightenment. So like, okay, let's take pictures of flowers. So um, yeah, so that was kind of the 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 thing that I did on my end. And, uh, and in doing that, I learned from the previous conversation we had about just like blogs and like kind of the rejection that I was experiencing. I just recognized that the most important thing for me to do with this album was to get it to like minds, like just to get it to people like yourself or like, uh, you know, like, uh, like Afro Samurai is out in UK, shout out to homie or like, you know, people like fully surfing, like people that are talking to me and communicating with me, even if it's in a small way, but just to get it to people I know will understand it and I know will feel it because they either make music or they experience music um, in a very deep way. And that has gone and, you know, has, has taken me and has like just gone so much further than I could have hoped by like, you know, spending like a dollar or $25 on like Submit Hub or like, you know, paying somebody like $500 to put it in a fucking playlist for like 24 hours like you know um yeah, yeah that's taking me way further man so um yeah that's kind of like both ends of it like what i thought was going to happen and then what ended up happening and what came from it yeah and yeah. shout out all those people again one more time yeah, shout out yeah, all yeah. the friends out there shout out all the friends yeah everyone who has friends give them a give them a send them a message right now and tell them that you love them <laughs> yeah especially if you're an artist and you're making stuff yeah. and they're supporting you and supporting doesn't mean buying supporting sometimes means sharing it or just like just passing it on to one like mind like that is invaluable honestly yeah for real so i think that might be i think that's a good place to end off part one because uh part two is kind of going to pick up in a similar spot um yeah. which i'm kind of foreshadowing so we'll, we'll end part one here we'll pick it back back up on part two which is show and tell section and more see you on the other side
Welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast. This is part two where I ask the guest to bring in an item of significance, something that they have created or something that they enjoy that someone else has created. It could be a book, it could be music, it could be a movie or whatever. It's something that they fuck with that they want to share with you, the audience, and explain why you might like it too. Uh, there's also a little fun part at the end of part two that I feel like I should mention in this little intro, but we'll get to that later. So, Visionaire, what have you brought in for part two of Show and Tell? Yeah, so um, I brought in my music video. Of course, you're not going to be able to see it, but the song uh, yeah. is called Lift. That'll be in the description. The link yes, yes. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the song is called Lift. Uh, and it's basically this really dope project that I had made by some really cool friends in New York City. And uh, it's just such a beautiful narrative piece. And I'm just so excited to share it with like everybody who will watch. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I brought for show and tell. Dope. One of so, the things like, I brought. One. one hell, of the yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, ooh, I'm excited. I'm getting giddy now. Um, so, obviously, since this is just an audio thing, uh, the, the link to the video will be at the in the show notes, which I'll mention later. But it's soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell but let's play a snippet of the track so people can at least kind of hear the song and get an idea and maybe maybe they'll come up with their own like visuals in their head and then compare them to what they actually you know what the actual video is so let's run the track lift sunsets through the blinds So what, what do you have to tell me about this music video? What was the process like? Were you there when it was being shot? Were you um, physically present? Yeah, no, so I, I wasn't. Um, okay. I basically, this song is is also like really old. Like this song is a couple, is like maybe four years old. Um, yeah, so I've been holding on to this record for a while. Ever since I made it, I had this vision to just like, no pun intended, but I had this like, <laughs> this vision of this like, this narrative story between two people. Um, and I, and I'm also like a big fan of contemporary ballet. So I was just like, Oh my God, like, that's why I wrote the record. Uh, I just like, I love just the, the lines and just like the, the storytelling, the, the physical storytelling of ballet. So I was just like, man, I got to write a record that like encompasses this. And, uh, that's what, that's how lift kind of came about. And then basically, um, a friend of mine who ended up producing uh, this project for me, uh, he connected me to a filmmaker, excuse me, named Emmanuel Smith, who's just like so unbelievably talented and is really like a, he's a filmmaker and he specializes in silent storytelling. So just like 
short films and uh, short form narratives without dialogue. And I was just like, that's exactly, exactly what I wanted Lyft to be. And he wrote this very beautiful script and sent it to me. I was just like, listen, you know, I know, you know, I was kind of in a place where like I, this happened like two years ago. So we shot this almost two years ago. So there was no bloom. Like I had no idea what I was even going to do. And he basically was just like, listen, I don't know where your head's at. I just wanted to share this with you. And um, if you like it, you know, I'll, you know, me and my boy will figure out how to make it happen and we'll make it for you. And if you don't, you know, just keep the script and, and, you know, let's hopefully work in the future. And I read it and I was just like, let's make it. And, um, you know, I put some money together, uh, with some, some really close friends and, uh, yeah, they did it. And, uh, when I saw it, I literally was like, this is everything that I imagined that it would be. So it was a really, really cool process. And the other thing that's really cool that I want to say is if you do watch, uh, the video, what I have tasked everybody who sees it with doing, and this is kind of um, the cool things that I that I hope to do with Visionaire uh, in the future. Uh, the end is a bit of a cliffhanger, so if you could hit me up, DM me, you know, reach out to me on Twitter, however you want to, tell me what you think happens after the end of the music video. That's the kind of the little challenge that I'm issuing to everybody who views it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Putting the listeners to work. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, hmm, now I'm trying to think because I've seen it a couple times. Yeah. Well, why don't you, do, I mean, do you want to explain a little bit about the concept of the video? Yeah. Um, so basically, without giving too much away, right, right, uh, right, right, right. There, there, are, uh, there are two people in the video. Uh, one of them is uh, basically a porter who's like uh, breaking down a space. And the other one is a dancer. And they have an interaction that is rooted in dance uh, that kind of spurs them to make some tough decisions. That's what I would say. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted you to explain that so the viewers will kind of know what my interpretation of the end is. I feel like I, I'll just kind of, I won't go too deep. I think surface level, I feel like I guess I don't want to give anything away too because I want people to watch it. So so it's hard for me to like s interpret the ending without kind of saying what is there. So people should actually just go pause this, watch the video and then come back because I might yeah. uh, spoil kind of it. <laughs> um, I, I feel like it's a happy ending in a way, like not necessarily happy, but like I think that the, the porter, the, the guy comes back. I feel okay. like that's all I want to say. I feel like, yeah. you know, it seems like it's he's he's kind of left uh the dancer alone but then you kind of see him at the end i feel yeah. like he might have a realization of what the space means to her or like what the interaction meant mm. and i think that he might stick around and that's mm. all i'll say that's okay. all you're getting from me <laughs> i love it i love it this is yeah good, man. the uh <laughs> and the video visually speaking because i'm a, a visual artist that's my forte um Dope. video production specifically it was nice. really really well shot edited well put together video. So definitely shout out to all the people involved. Yeah, man, for sure. Like uh shout out Harold Erkins. Um definitely shout out uh Emmanuel Smith. Like he 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 wrote it and directed it. He is like amazing. He actually also did a project. Since this is the show and tell portion, I'll like shout him out real quick. He did a project uh with Vice, uh with this artist Ooh, wow. that I also love very much, uh Marlo. And it was on, I'm trying to think of the name of the show. It's called Never Too Late. So it's like a, it's a show that's on viceland.com. It's like an internet show. And it basically tasks 
Marlo with making a song and shooting a music video and premiering it in under 24 hours or under 36 hours. Um, so yeah, it's really dope. It's very stressful if you're a creative, but it's a lot of fun to watch. And uh, yeah, check that out because because um, the boy Iman is is doing doing his thing on there for sure. Damn, yeah, and I and I'm a a big fan of people who can storytell without uh, scripts or without words because that's kind of how I if I ever do any short films that's what I do. It's partially because again, being hypercritical of my own work, I feel like I'm not the best at trying to figure out or trying to like formulate scripted work or just making something that's longer than like two minutes because I just feel like I can get the point across visually speaking. So I definitely fuck with with that type of storytelling. Um, and because it doesn't, you don't have to worry about audio. That's my, <laughs> that's oh my, my favorite part. You don't have to worry <laughs> about like onset audio. And that's like, cause like with video production, you obviously have the the main component, which is the visuals with the camera. And the camera equipment but then you have to like worry about lighting and audio if if you're like putting together this like full-scale production so that's like part that's like one of my lazy reasons why i really fuck with that type of production because i don't have to worry about the audio um but yeah but yeah definitely shout out to all them and uh the video is again really really dope thank you and the yeah I, I fuck with dancing too that's another thing that like i think you know my parents especially my mom kind of instilled in me as a as a young adult or as a child but i didn't quite realize it until i started to learn myself a little bit more where i was mm -hmm. like sometimes i would see like contemporary dancing when i was a lot younger ballet and i was like oh that's weird or whatever i don't know what it, what it was it's just you know being a juvenile but um <laughs> but now i'm like but now i'm like that shit's so beautiful and like i i totally can resonate with that form of expression and I wish I could do what they did because I'm just this like kind of goofy white dude who can't really dance that well. So it's really cool to see other people be able to express themselves in that way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the everything about the video is really dope. Like, again, visually speaking, it's really cool. The, the movement of the camera really accentuates like the movement of the subjects in the video. So I really fuck with that hard. Thank you, man. Um, Thank you so yeah. much. And I always like seeing extensions of music projects like you said with bloom series and you know with music videos like making a project more than just the music itself with the message and and again visuals all of that stuff i'm all for that i'm yeah. i'm uh i'm all for that thank you man it means a lot honestly do you say that you had something else to share for for show and tell yeah um so i have this record it, it might spawn like another conversation but you know Ooh, we'll okay. see yeah, yeah. but uh yeah long story short um i have this record that I um, am just absolutely in love with. And I'm like, you know what? I need to just put something out. I got to, my, my goal for the end of the year was to work on uh, eight records and collaborate with artists and put out records over the, at least one record over the next, uh, every month for the next eight months. So I have my eight records. And this is the first one. It's called, uh, it's called Necks, like the body part, like your neck. And it's a house record that was co-produced by the the fucking man that i love so much floor beats shout out floor beats <laughs> and myself um so he kind of just gave me the 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 nucleus of this thing and then i built around it and wrote it and it was also mixed by the other homie that i love and i love his platform because his platform is so dope and there's so much amazing music that i've discovered through it uh producer boy brad who runs soul etiquette so hey, um yeah. Yeah, so the three of us um, put together this really, really, really dope, uh, cool record that's like just fun. You know, it's just pure fun. It's just like it's it's gender fluid. It's body positive, and it's just like 
it's just like a house party on a rooftop like and just people voguing and just having a good time like it's like 90 degrees outside or it's 20 degrees outside but everybody's just vibing so yeah. trying to stay warm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and let's play a teaser to that track so this is next So that track at the time of recording is not out, but when this episode comes out on the 14th, whatever, what's the Tuesday? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Time. Is that the 15th? Is it, does it come out on the 15th? No, it, the so the, it's, it comes out on Halloween. Yeah. So the. Uh, oh, the, the oh, okay. Okay. But you, what were you saying? That it would, it would be on Audius? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to premiere Audius? it on Audius on the 14th. So it'll be available for pre-order everywhere on the 14th, but it'll be on Audius. So if you have Audius, you'll be able to listen to it before everybody else can. That's what's up. I literally like an hour before recording, I registered for Audius and uploaded the last episode of the podcast. I don't know how to feel about it. I, I think I said this on Stories from the Rise. I'm a super late adopter of new media yeah. technology. So I'm like, I don't know what to do with this right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's I did dope. It. It's yeah. really dope. I'm in the I'm in the uh the Discord uh for Audius and I've I've been you know how it is, like when you get involved in a Discord late, you gotta scroll and scroll oh and scroll. But God. I yeah. yeah, I scrolled back and I really read about um just the not only the the sentiment behind why it was created, but also the actual nuts and bolts of it. Uh, cause I'm also like really into technology and it's, it's a blockchain, uh, based streaming platform that really, really puts the power in the hands of the, the, the creator of the work. And, um, what I also really like about it is that it's since because it's blockchain is community based. So that means that the more people use it and the more individuals like creators use the platform, uh, the basically there are uh, forms of currency that are created through their use and through their upholding of the blockchain that allow them to vote on system wide changes and updates in the future. So it's really dope because it, it puts the future of Audius in the hands of people who benefit from it. So that's that's one reason why I really like it. And the other reason why is like very much so I think the future of music is you know, just like any other industry, it's in the median of, of users and creators. So like, you know, of course, like, are there people, like if somebody creates like, you know, a bike that is, does something that other bikes don't do, it's like, yeah, they're avid cyclists who are going to buy that bike. But the, the real, uh, metric that measures profitability and sustainability of that business is like, what about the people who are kind of in the middle that are like, yeah, I ride bikes, but like, I'm not like, I'm not going to do no marathon. Like, those people, if you can get those people to buy that bike, you have a company that will last for a long time. So I think with Audius, um, 
it's dope because it's a platform that you don't necessarily need to be a creator to be a part of, but it allows you to support those creators that you really, really love. And it also is a platform built for people who are not Drake, who are not, you know, like, you know, Young Thug or like Travis Scott, like those artists that are kind of in between that. And then on the lower scale, those artists that are on the cusp of, okay, I'm indie, like I got some fans, my music is really good and I have listeners, but like, you know, like I disappear on Spotify because I can't get playlisted or like, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't fit any one particular category because I make music that's, you know, a mix of these four genres. It's like Audius is a platform for those types of artists. And I think that's why it's going to be a platform to watch over the next couple months. Word. And that other, that other platform that I don't know if I should name now should watch its back because they're not doing shit to SoundCloud. <laughs> their, their platform, SoundCloud. Uh, any, <laughs> did I just say that? Um, <laughs> yeah. So that so the track so the track that y'all just uh, heard will be available on Audius by the time that this episode airs. It'll it will have dropped the day before you're listening to this episode if you're listening to it on the day that it comes out, and it's also available for presale, which you can. So if you want to listen to it on other platforms, you can do that as well. Yeah. Is that correct? Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay, word. So um before we end the show, this is a new segment, newish. I don't know what when I hit the point where I stopped saying it's a new segment. It's still it's relatively fresh. This is where I like to ask the guest about something that they didn't learn in school. And again, this is not quite literally like they didn't teach me this in school. It's it's kind of like a pro tip that you might have picked up on. It could be completely mundane. Like uh, Peter Cooley, this is the reference I always give. Peter Cooley, a past guest, talked about how to get a good credit score. So it can literally mm. be something something as goofy as that or just something that you've picked up on throughout your travels in life that you'd like to share with other people. Uh, like I said, life hack, pro tip, whatever it may be. So what did you not, what did they not teach you in school, Visionaire? Yeah, um, this is something that has become uh, very important to my personal development just as an, as an individual. So like the person behind visionaire, um, money does not make any sense at all. Money is not real. It's, it literally is a concept, right? So in order to make money, if your issue as an artist or as a creator, as a, as a producer of anything, content, you know, services, goods, whatever, if your issue is money, you have to recognize that if money doesn't make sense, that means that you will inevitably have to do things that do not make any sense in order to make money. Whatever that thing is, that will be your litmus test as to whether or not what you need to do is ethical or unethical. And from there, based on the person that you are, you will make the ethical or unethical choice. For people like Elon Musk, like working, I don't know, he always talks about working like 90 hour, like 120 hour <laughs> work weeks. It's like, it does not make sense. But what he was trying to do did not make sense because it involves billions and billions and billions of dollars in order to run Tesla. So it's like right. the scale of what he needed to do was astronomical, which means that the work that he had to put into it was astronomical. You know, um, same thing with like something like Amazon. It's like, how do you maintain a company like that? How do you maintain a, a company that has more money than countries? It's like, you have to do things that don't make sense. And unfortunately the things that some of the things that that company is doing are very, very unethical. So it's just like, it's, it's the name of the game. It's like the nature of the beast. Um, so when you, when you look at situations, scenarios, uh, predicaments that you're in, uh, when you have people that are telling you no, or that you can't, you have to remind yourself that what you're doing is something that they cannot even fathom. 
And then you have to figure out if what you are willing to do are things that you can fathom, things that you can sleep with at night. And if they are, then go for it. And if they're not, then take a really, really good look at what it is you're trying to do or why you're trying to do the thing you're trying to do. Yeah. Damn. Food for thought. <laughs> I was yeah. just like absorbing all of that. I was so, so immersed in what you were saying. Um, yeah. Holy shit. Those are some very, very strong words of wisdom and Thank you. a nice little like look into your view on the world, which I think is great. That's kind of why I have this show is so that we can hear perspectives from people who want to share them so thank you so much for joining me on the show yeah man appreciate was, this you is, this was a lot of a lot of fun i'm glad we got to play a little music talk about your project what you're trying to do with it all of that good shit what, what else do you want to plug this is your opportunity what else do you want to shout out or or i mean i'll get to that that whole like roundup after this but uh yeah what else do you want to plug yeah um definitely just uh all the people who are a part of um who are part of bloom so like uh my man psychotix who produced crave uh the homie malik bawa who produced fetish uh pandy who produced sunspot uh king room who's on tattoo i uh, definitely want to shout out all those folks so that slider gang bonsai collective just all y'all for just appreciating my music and supporting me and just like standing by me and streaming my stuff um and then for for visionaire like everything is is v-s-n-a-i-r-e um so my website is visionaire.com spelled v-s-n-a-i-r-e all my handles are visionaire i think instagram has an underscore but everything else is easy to find um yeah and just stream the music just uh just give it a chance and fuck yeah reach out to me tell me what you think you know interact with me talk to me i won't bite i promise <laughs> <laughs> i can attest to that he has he has not bitten me yet <laughs> But yeah, yeah, all those all those links will be found at uh, soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell all of the links to the socials, to the music, to the lift music video, um, and as well as the the Audius link to next that will have yeah. dropped on Audius. By the time you're listening to this episode, you can find them all again, soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell. If you want to follow us, we're at let's show and tell. You can follow our Spotify playlists. I should I want to give a quick shout out to Diamond Gur, Night Swim Radio for having me on Stories from the, the Rise episode 31 that happened on Monday the 7th. I got to curate the hip hop show, play some dope music, talk with Diamond and just have a good time. So go check that out. I'll put that link in the description as well. If you want to give us a rating and review on iTunes, only if it's five stars, uh, that would be super dope. So thank you again, Visionaire, for joining me. And as always, forever, sharing is caring. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Bless, man. <laughs>